the um, Groundhog Day loop here for a second. Well, at any rate, we are moving forward now into this Tuesday. Recruiting and retention. Retention and recruiting. Those are the two R's of trucking and have been for a long time. And retention is something that um, is becoming more and more I won't say important, it's always been important, but I think the emphasis now is more and more on retention, keeping those great folks behind the the wheels of your hopefully great company. Well, we got a great person who is with a fantastic company joining us here in just a moment to talk about retention and uh, the concerns, maybe walk back a little bit of history to see when the, when the scales kind of went from recruiting as the main emphasis to retention, which I think by rights is a more important emphasis. Tim Ashoff is going to be joining us from Creek Carrier in just a moment to kind of walk through retention and uh, where we are right now in terms of uh, percentages. Tim joins us in just a moment. We're going to hook up with Tim Ashoff with Crete and Schaefer here in just a moment, but just a, a quick update. Interstate 40 in in um, Arkansas is still closed eastbound from mile marker 164 to mile marker 175 just west of Lowen Oak due to several accidents. Uh, there is only one westbound lane open. Interstate 49 in and out of North Louisiana also closed. And uh, there's about two inches of snow over in uh, Memphis, West Memphis area as well. So that uh, that weather's moving down. It'll get as far south as Corpus Christi, Texas. Tim, you guys are used to that. You're probably kind of just going, oh, boy, these folks don't know what winter's all about. How you doing this morning? Doing well, yeah. It's coming in this morning, and my uh, temperature on my truck said zero, and the windshield on the radio, they said it was about minus 25. So, you know, we're that, that's a piece of cake for us. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, well, you heard the introduction to uh, our talk here this morning, and, um, it, you know, you know I've, I've been hanging around uh, actually longer than you have, although I'm in radio and not trucking, but I've been in trucking radio, and I remember... Oh, my goodness, it might have been early 90s or some point along the way, Tim, where the trucking turnover rate in large truckload fleets was 138%. And people in other industries, other businesses were just scratching their heads. What? (laughs) It's like the guy gets there in the morning and he's gone by the afternoon. It's like, how do you how do you operate like that? It's, It's a strange phenomenon in this industry overall, isn't it? It really is, and uh, you know, I think we saw that continue um, even up and through the you know early two thousands, and and you know, it's one of the things that you know you've you've seen the the industry evolve as you talked about. It used to be that you know drivers came knocking on your door uh, to come to work for you, and that's why you thought well turnover isn't as much of a concern um, because they're they're coming to us. And then it was um, after that, it's like well, you had to go out to the track stops and get the drivers then to come to you, and you know now you you can't go to the truck stops and you have to try to reach and recruit drivers in many different ways. So I, I think, you know, because of the way uh, the driver market has been, that's where we've seen that turnover where it used to be, well, the drivers are coming to you. It didn't matter what retention was. You know, that's flipped completely on its head uh, with where we are today. And we have to be very, very vigilant about keeping the very good drivers that we have. If you're with a bad company, Obviously, you want to leave that company. You have every right to leave any company, even a good one. But it 
Sometimes it's a, it's a, 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 you take a hit as a driver where you don't really realize it, and you might not realize it even for a year or possibly two in terms of income and uh, potential and benefits and things like that. Um, we all know that it costs a lot of money to recruit a driver that's been out there for many years. I remember, oh, the last real number that I remember talking about was, well, it costs $6,000 to recruit a driver. Um, but the driver that you're recruiting is essentially coming from another company. And what happens is that while that other company loses the driver, the driver moves into a situation where there are some losses that are not immediately apparent, and they kind of catch folks by surprise. So it's kind of a lose-lose in a way. Now, that may be a little overboard, but I thought maybe you might want to wrangle through uh, that that thinking. It, it really is, and I think, you know, what the driver immediately thinks about is, well, it may take me, you know, a couple of days off the road to transition, and then, you know, I have to go through orientation, get seated in a truck, so I'm probably going to lose, um, you know, some money on a paycheck for a week, but what you forget about are a lot of the other things I think you're, you're talking about as well. If I had health insurance for my family, now my deductible is resetting because I went with a different company, and maybe I'd already paid some on that deductible. Uh, if I had... Uh, 401k matching benefits that come into place after 60, 90, you know, 180 days. Uh, I've lost that period of time where I may have received some some matching or other benefits. If I had, you know, life insurance that comes into place, disability insurance, anything that has those waiting periods, I, I just lost that. And then, like us, we have a a profit sharing plan where um, you don't have to contribute, but we contribute a portion of our. Um, earnings every year to our drivers, but you have to be here, you know, for a year uh, to receive that. And then certainly you vest over time. So there's a lot of things that aren't immediately apparent on your paycheck that really can cost you in, in that, you know, also I turn to, to one job after another and, and you never really build a good baseline for your future. Yeah. It, 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 it's not as, um, it, you got to really play that game of chess to figure out, oh, my goodness, you know, six moves down the line, where am I going to be when I make this opening move? Because it's not just a, a move, it's an opening move in a series of events that may not stack up very favorably when it's all said and done. Um, and I'm not going to use any kind of cliches here about the grass being greener and all of that, but uh, I think folks... Uh, um, know what I mean, and I'm sure that a lot of folks have, prob have probably experienced that sort of kind of surprise in a sense. It's like, oh, you know, I didn't think this through. And I think uh, I think what you just said right there points to the fact that when you make a move, you really want to think it through. Again, unless you're working for a bad company, um, you may want to think that, um, you know, in the long run, you may be better off uh, staying where you are. Now, um, Again, you know, I, I mentioned that 138% uh, figure, which is a real figure from many years ago, but right now it's running at about 95% turnover, and that's the large truckload fleets. Um, and the difference between a large and small fleet in this regard is how much money do you make, not so much how many trucks or trailers or drivers do you have. And we all know that that basically breaks down. If you make more than $30 million a year, you're large. If you make less than $30 million, you're small, um, which makes the small guys a lot more numerous. Of course, as we know, over 90% are, are small trucking companies. 
But in terms of that turnover rate, do you guys experience uh, that trend as well there at Crete and Schaefer? You know, fortunately, we don't. Um, even uh, back um, in the 90s, we, our, our our turnover rate are really was about one third of that that national average, and as the the average, which is greatest, has come down from that, as you mentioned, about that one forty to ninety five. Ours has really stayed pretty steady over the years, and I think a lot of that, um, you know, has to do with um, you know where we focus um, on and and how we evolve. Um, I, I think you know we've we've always had a focus on saying, um, you know, how do we respect and treat the driver well, but then how do we evolve? Um, in order to you know continue to um, provide you know the drivers the opportunities they want and the and the work environment they need, and those change, don't they? In other words, wants and desires and needs actually change. So if you're a top A number one company ten years ago, if you are continuing to provide what you provided ten years ago, and you don't keep up with the societal changes that everybody is swept into. You can be a great company, but you can be a dated company, and you're not really hitting the numbers that you need or the mark that you need for individuals today. So, boy, that's a real, a real uh, kind of like a, a, a minefield that you got to kind of figure out, huh? It is, and you know, a lot of people think, well, the the best way to, to you know just to continue to um, you know keep drivers is just to continue to, to pay. Um, you know, and obviously, pay is a, to me is a baseline for. I'm sure as a driver is looking at in any company, they have to have the amount of pay that that they um, you know are desiring, and certainly that's something that we do, and we, we you know we're certainly um, are on the top end of the pay scale. But what we also realize is that it's a lot more than than just pay. It's how do you treat the drivers? How do you make their day? Uh, the most productive day for them. And one of the big things we did in evolution um, throughout that time period you talked about is, you know, back in, and we've been talking about ELDs a lot lately, so I don't want to get necessarily down that road, but, you know, just to kind of to give an example, is really it, one of the big changes in our industry. Um, it was, you know, in 04, 05, 06, when the hours of service changed to have that continuous clock and that 10-hour break, um, we had to evolve and change in how we operate because that took away the flexibility of the driver even back then. We talked about the ELD taking away the flexibility, but that change took away a lot of flexibility because you had that continuous clock. So we had to evolve in how we operate, and we turned kind of how we operate internally on our head to say we need to have um, our driver managers out there really following the driver uh, all day to anticipate you know what changes that are occurring. So rather than having the driver stuck out there being unproductive, having to fix a problem in the field, we need to be hand-in-hand hand with them and fixing it internally. So I think a lot of times when people think about retention, they think about pay, they think about benefits, we think about how do we have to evolve um, you know, to ensure, ensure we continue to that, for that driving job to be that, that satisfying job that you know, people came into the industry for back in the 90s. We're going to talk about some more of the things that you guys do, um, in particular, to retain drivers at Creek Schaefer Hunt. And also, you uh, went out on the road. We want to hear about that as well and um, some of the things that you've heard out on the road from drivers. And um, is there a, a message that really kind of uh, resonated uh, through all of your uh, discussions during your travels? we got a lot of ground to cover here. Tim Ashoff is with us. Of course, from Crete Carrier, Schaefer Trucking, Hunt Transportation. We will be right back.
Tim Ashoff with us, of course, from Crete, Schaefer, Hunt, and Tim, you know, um, and, and this is across the board, across the board, so I'm not even zeroing in on trucking, much less you guys by any means, but talking about, you know, that was then and this is now, a lot of, uh, well, we know where the... Uh, the, the road paved with good intentions leads, and um, unfortunately, so many of us have gone down that road, uh, really trying to do our best, thinking we knew what was best, but it didn't turn out that way. And I know I'm speaking very vaguely here, but when you think somebody needs or wants something, you go ahead and do it, and you find out, oh, no, they don't want that. They want this, and then sometimes it's too late. You guys have really uh, flipped that coin over and you find out what folks out on the road really want and need as opposed to what your perception is. And unfortunately, perception can be reality. So you got to make sure the perception's coming from the right direction uh, in, in that sense. That is so true. I mean, it's uh, one thing for us to sit here in the, in the walls of a building and, and us perceive, as you mentioned, what we think a, a driver would want out there to make their day better each and every day and then think, well, that's a, that's a great idea. That's exactly what they want. And then, you know, put it in, once you put it into practice, you, you don't see the full picture as they do sitting in that seat all day and, and looking, you know, out the windshield and, and being at shippers and receivers. So it is so important to engage, as you mentioned, whether it's uh, drivers or any other uh, of your employees uh, firsthand and have those conversations with them to say, hey, what is it about your day that uh, is, is frustrating to you? Are there things that we can, as a company and you as a driver, work together to improve and really to, as I mentioned, um, evolve? I mean, we're kind of that philosophy that if we have to make a drastic change, we, we weren't doing a good job along the way. It shouldn't get to that point. So our, our mantra is always we need to constantly evolve, have that productive evolution, as we call it, and be working with our drivers and with our whole, all of our teams to say, what are changes we need to be continuously making along the way so we don't get to that point where you know, we have to make a, a drastic change? Because that's not generally good for everybody, anybody. You know, you, you've mentioned uh, a driver's day uh, a couple of times here this morning, and, and it made me realize that you're really taking a real different approach as opposed now, a lot of folks, when you hear micro, um, they think of micromanagement. Nobody likes to be micromanaged. You don't, I don't, nobody does. But what I'm getting at is instead of looking at the macro like, oh, we pay more cents per mile, you get home more often, you know, that's kind of the macro. Okay, that's a given. You're going to do that. You have to. Uh, it's part and parcel now of trucking. When I got into trucking radio back in the early 70s, there was no such thing as getting home more often. Nobody, and, 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 there was, and, and that wasn't really the overriding desire of drivers. And you and I have talked about this before. I'm, I'm kind of pegging the late 80s, if you will, when the baby changing stations started appearing in men's rooms, in restaurants and truck stops and wherever. Um, that's when the society kind of changed more and and dads became more hands-on and therefore the whole home time uh, mantra was started to spread around and everybody is is concerned and and, and and trying to get home. But what I'm talking about is what you're doing, which is a different approach, I think. You are micro 
uh, you, you were going with the micro. In other words, how is your day? One day at a time. Because if you had a good day, then at the end of the day, that's kind of all that matters, right? In, in, in some senses. That, that's right. And I think what I would say is uh, to, to kind of follow up on what you're saying, we want to have a micro understanding of what your day is like yeah. as a driver. So, yeah, thank so you. We can, so we can determine, you know, what we found is sure, you got to have that pay, you got to have the home time, the things you mentioned on a macro basis. But what really can become challenging for, for drivers out there is the, the, the thing that goes wrong in that day or the thing that's bugging me at this time every day. And so, in order for us to help make that better, we have to understand it. And so that that's what I think we, we really focus on is understanding that driver's day and understanding where the challenges are and where the opportunities for us are um, to evolve. So, yeah, you do have to get down to that micro level. And, you know, some people say, as you were talking about large and small companies, can you do that as a large company? And I think we'd say absolutely yes. Um, you have to focus on it. Um, you have to you have to talk a lot with your drivers. You have to get, be out there and, and be in front of them. And then you have to listen a lot to your drivers as well. And so um, that's something we do focus on to have that micro understanding. Running, they can't stop their clock, so it's been harder for them to see us. So we said, well, we need to figure out how we can get out and see them. So uh, Eric Cutter, who's our uh, president of our Schaefer division, and I decided we're going to go out on a road trip, and we're going to go out into our driver's environment. Um, so we we spent last week going from truck stop to truck stop from um, St. Louis, Missouri, through Indianapolis to Columbus, Ohio, um, spending our day stopping at the stops along the way and meeting with our drivers and, and a lot of other drivers that are out there on the road um, to get their input. And then we, we culminated that with, well, where else is drivers? And they're, they're at our shippers and receivers. So then we spent uh, an afternoon at one of our large customers that allowed us to come in and, and talk to our drivers as they're coming in, as they're coming through the gate. I was in the guard shack seeing how that worked. Then I was back in the warehouse seeing, okay, where they're, either are they doing a drop and hook or a live uh, load or unload? And, and what's the interaction there? And, and what's the pressure points for them along the way? So so really wanted to get out and get that first-hand feel, that first-hand micro-understanding, as I guess we've, we've coined a new term this morning. Yeah, maybe so. In a very good way, though. Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so um, you're out there and you're talking to folks. What are you hearing back? You know, first of all, I, I, the first thing that was very surprising is that uh, most most of all, it was, wow, what are you doing in the truck stop? You know, uh, it, was, it was very rare for them to see somebody like Eric or me out in the truck stop. And there was, a, you know, that often put a smile on their face because it was, wow, that shows a little bit of respect for us for what we do. You're out in our environment. And, you know, our, our, our goal wasn't necessarily that, which we kind of learned from it that, you know, just doing those little things are so important. Our goal was to, you know, speak with them and, and learn what their day is like and you know one of the things and I know we've talked about it but I think sometimes you know we hear it from being in the office but don't understand it when they're out there it was amazing how many comments we had about parking and um, you know I, th I think you know being at the truck stops and you know we generally get there early in the morning and you see how the truck stops are overflowing uh, and that was always on the concern of particularly those last drivers in for the night or, or those that, and when we were in the evening at the truck stop those coming in and they weren't finding a spot and you, again, that's one of those things that day to day we talk about that a lot macroly. I know you report on it a lot, um, but understanding what it meant for that driver that evening and the challenges it created, um, I think that's what we learned. Again, how do we? What's that firsthand impact on the driver? 
It is at the core and base of just about every problem in terms of logistics and regulations and driver health and well-being. It is the core problem for so many. Tim, wow, that went fast, way too fast. Can't wait till our next get-together.